Those who saw him hushed. On Church Street, Liberty, Cortland, West Street, Fulton, Vesey. It was a silence that heard itself, awful and beautiful. Some thought at first that it must have been a trick of the light, something to do with the weather, an accident of shadowfall. Others figured it might be the perfect city joke, stand around and point upward until people gathered, tilted their heads, nodded, affirmed, until all were staring upward at nothing at all, like waiting for the end of a Lenny Bruce gag. But the longer they watched, the surer they were. He stood at the very edge of the building, shaped dark against the gray of the morning. A window washer, maybe, or a construction worker, or a jumper. Up there, at the height of a hundred and ten stories, utterly still, a dark toy against the cloudy sky. He could only be seen at certain angles, so that the watchers had to pause at street corners, find a gap between buildings, or meander from the shadows to get a view unobstructed by cornice work, gargoyles, balustrades, roof edges. None of them had yet made sense of the line strung at his feet from one tower to the other. Rather, it was the man-shape that held them there, their necks craned, torn between the promise of doom and the disappointment of the ordinary. It was the dilemma of the watchers. They didn't want to wait around for nothing at all, some idiot standing on the precipice of the towers. But they didn't want to miss the moment either, if he slipped or got arrested or dove, arm-stretched. Around the watchers, the city still made its everyday noises. Car horns, garbage trucks, ferry whistles, the thrum of the subway. The M-22 bus pulled in against the sidewalk, braked, sighed down into a pothole. A flying chocolate wrapper touched against a fire hydrant. Taxi doors slammed. Bits of trash sparred in the darkest reaches of the alleyways. Sneakers found their sweet spots. The leather of briefcases rubbed against trouser legs. A few umbrella tips clinked against the pavement. Revolving doors pushed quarters of conversation out into the street. But the watchers could have taken all the sounds and smashed them down into a single noise, and still they wouldn't have heard much at all. Even when they cursed, it was done quietly, reverently. They found themselves in small groups together beside the traffic lights on the corner of Church and Die gathered under the awning of Sam's Barbershop, in the doorway of Charlie's Audio, a tight little theater of men and women against the railings of St. Paul's Chapel, elbowing for space at the windows of the Woolworth Building. Lawyers, elevator operators, doctors, cleaners, prep chefs, diamond merchants, fish sellers, sad-jeaned whores, all of them reassured by the presence of one another. Stenographers, Traders, delivery boys, sandwich board men, card sharks, Con Ed, Ma Bell, Wall Street. A locksmith in his van on the corner of Dye and Broadway. A bike messenger lounging against a lamppost on West. A red-faced rummy out looking for an early morning pour. From the Staten Island Ferry they glimpsed him. From the meatpacking warehouses on the west side from the new high-rises in Battery Park, from the breakfast carts down on Broadway, from the plaza below, 
from the towers themselves. Sure, there were some who ignored the fuss, who didn't want to be bothered. It was 7.47 in the morning, and they were too jacked up for anything but a desk, a pen, a telephone. Up they came from the subway stations, from limousines, off-city buses, crossing the street at a clip, refusing the prospect of a gawk. Another day, another doler. But as they passed the little clumps of commotion, they began to slow down. Some stopped altogether, shrugged, turned nonchalantly, walked to the corner, bumped up against the watchers, went to the tips of their toes, gazed over the crowd, and then introduced themselves with a wow, or a gee whiz, or a Jesus H. Christ.